This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for the vegan and health conscious lifestyles. That's right, Health IQ rewards us for our lifestyle choices. Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat to learn more about all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Matt, yesterday we had a nanny start looking after Eliza for the first time. I heard that when we were we were on Skype doing a little a company meeting, a formal meeting, yep. and there was a baby screeching in the background the whole time. I know. You were powerless to do anything about it. I was powerless. It was, uh, so up until now, Katie and I have just been passing Eliza back and forth, you know, as one of us goes to work, the other person is looking after her, and we decided it was slightly unsustainable not slightly it was, it was definitely unsustainable um because we weren't having any time to all hang out together and uh so we for just just a little bit one and a half days a week we we have a nanny coming in and yesterday was our first day and i gotta say it was a lot harder than i thought it was gonna be <laughs> yeah i just every time she cried i wanted to go in and like help out right, you know? right but i was trying to you know sit back and let her do her thing as she gets to know eliza and eliza gets to know her yeah. Yep. We did that that whole bit for a while too. I, I remember we started out when I first we first had my son, and my wife then worked full time, and I was at grad in grad school, so I had some time off. But I'd already started No Meat Athlete, so I was really you know every free hour was going to that. And I remember I like I was like yeah I could do stay at home dad kind of thing for a few days a week, mm-hmm. and uh, and I just I just couldn't couldn't at all. Like I remember, <laughs> I remember one day at like eleven o'clock feeding him, and like all the food was all over his mouth, and I was like what am I doing? the whole rest of the world is working right now and i'm here doing this baby thing so respect to the stay-at-home dads uh but man i I am not cut out for that (laughs) so then i got my sister to come watch and i gave him to my mom some and so it was it all worked out for the best and now my wife is able to stay home with them yeah i mean i i love i love spending time with Liza, and i love uh looking after her by myself when katie's not around uh but it just trying to juggle that with work with us both trying to work and it you know it, it just wasn't it was too much for, yeah uh, for totally what we wanted but yeah that's you know that's a, that is i don't know if you've had this same side of it for me it was like it wasn't that i didn't enjoy being with the kids like that was that was always really nice it was that i was at that point especially so passionately focused on like being able to work that when i was like especially during the day hours that to me just traditionally seemed like work hours it was like when right. i when i was not able to do that work that i knew that everybody else was I just couldn't do it. That was so hard for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely feel that way too. Yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm constantly like behind. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, such is life. Fatherhood, right? Such is fatherhood, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are, we're talking weight loss today. We are talking. We have an loss. interesting weight loss challenge posed to me uh-huh. by one Doug Hay. Yeah. About losing those last five pounds, right? Yeah. So here's the situation. I I don't think I'm overweight. I don't think that, uh, you know, I, I don't think I'm a particularly big dude or anything like that. But for my entire life, no matter how much weight I have lost, no matter how deep into running I've been, I've always had a little bit of extra weight. And uh, and I think a lot of people can can empathize with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know where where you're in a good place, but there's just a little bit of weight that you could still stand to lose if you know if you wanted to. You don't have to. It's not a health risk, but um, 
you know, summer's coming up. So what's your, is, that your, bike, is that your right? motivation? Is that just looking good at the beach? <laughs> no. Or running I mean, or what? No, I mean, that's that's part of it maybe is to actually lose uh, lose the weight to for aesthetic reasons. But uh, running is definitely the bigger one. Uh-huh. And I think that um, if I could just lose that little bit of weight, I'd be, you know, qualifying for the Olympics <laughs> and all kinds of stuff. If you could stuff. just lose those five to ten more pounds, <laughs> then life would be perfect. Then life would be perfect. No. But, no, but, but I think I'm finally ready to actually take on that challenge I've, I've said that many times and never really committed to anything oh yeah I, I don't think i've really ever heard you say that you may have said it in the podcast i don't know maybe i've never heard you seriously consider say like what what do i what should i do what can i do yeah well it's, i mean you know it's time to think through like what are my <laughs> options are and uh, and set a little challenge for myself see if for over the next month or two i can uh, i like that shave off those pounds so it, you know, it's not going to be like this official where i'm weighing myself in every day or anything like that but um Maybe I should have done that before the podcast to to maybe, but I didn't. You but could have done a whole... you could you could you'll be able to see it in my in my chin, which is covered up by a beard currently. Right. But maybe uh, you'll shave the beard for like a big coming out party, oh, yeah. like once That's you're right. like once, once you've lost you, it. You'll definitely be able to see it in my chin, and uh, and you. I got I got a little rubber tube there. A little, oh yeah, a little. Uh, I would call it a road road bike tube. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I, I mean, I guess I haven't. We haven't. I mean, you don't look overweight to me, but I always see you covered in clothes and a beard, right? <laughs> so, I guess I wouldn't know. Um, but you know what? I like that. I think. I think it's. I would be uncomfortable trying to give any advice to someone who said, "Well, I want to lose thirty pounds." Right. You know, I don't. I wouldn't know what to do. I just. I've never had that issue. My issue is keeping weight on, uh, which I don't mean to like say like I'm better than that because I have to keep weight on. I mean, like it's a, it's a real thing. Like I, I always wish I could I could weigh more, and and it, people don't always agree. But I say, I always tell them it's like just as hard to try to gain weight as it is to try to lose it. You got to like eat and eat more than you're comfortable eating, mm-hmm. and it's not that fun. Um, but anyway, I don't I don't mean to try to defend that as if that is a, <laughs> my my plight in life. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I just I've never felt like without any personal experience having to lose a lot of weight, I've never felt comfortable giving it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think I think there are some things. That if I wanted to lose five, and I know, I know what makes me start losing more weight when I don't want to. Uh, so, I have a few ideas we can talk about. Yeah. A few suggestions. Okay. Well, let's do it. Let's talk about it, because because uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say. You know, I have, I have a couple ideas. The question, you know, the the with anything like this, it's it's how committed are you? You know, what I mean, like uh, <laughs> right. And we kind of talked about this before, but like if you. It wouldn't it wouldn't be hard at all for you to go on a crash diet and lose five pounds in right. in ten days, right? You can you can do that, right? You just stop eating and just or just go on a juice fast or something, mm-hmm. which is not what I want to do. I mean, I don't want to just lose it and then just to gain it right back, right? Um, and, and it, but I mean, if, if you you can lose it and then it won't necessarily come right back. It just might gradually come back on over the course of three, four, five months, and then then you're back to mm-hmm. rebirth. So I guess it depends. Like if you were just trying to get down to racing weight for a weight for for a race that was upcoming, that would be one thing. But that's not what you want. Right? You you want a permanently right. new example for your daughter growing up. Exactly. The, the... She's watching everything I eat. You know. And... Right. <laughs> no. Uh, no. I. You know. But I. But I want to do this in a way that. Um, I mean, I don't want to do that. I want. I don't want to put myself through a week of a juice cleanse. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's that's not what I want to do. Right. Um, All right. So here's here's the idea I would be most excited about and that I would like to do myself, but I just can't ever do it uh-huh. because I'll lose way too fast is intermittent fasting. Mm. This is, I'm glad we're talking about this. This okay. is a topic that uh, has always been curious for me. 
but I don't know very much about it. Yeah, and people have asked us actually to do episodes on it, and I don't. The, the reason we haven't is because I don't know much about it either. Uh, I know there are a lot of supposed benefits for of it. Mm-hmm. Um, that not just for losing weight and sort of getting healthy in the short term, but as far as like a longevity diet goes. And I think the idea. This is kind of the most undetailed version of the idea possible. Is that it? Is that it? Lets your body because you have these long periods where you're not taking in food and having to do digestion and metabolism, it lets your body, you know, get to work on other restorative processes and kind of repair things, do other things that are just good for general health, um, that, that digestion kind of impairs or slows down or puts on the back burner. So that's why it's really interesting to me. And I'd, I'd love to do it. And I mean, I think, so I don't even know who the top intermittent fasting guys are really, uh, or, or women, uh, but it seems like everyone's talking about like they're they're trying to cram their hours that they're eating into certain times, right? So like from 10 a.m. until 6 p.m. is the only hours where you can eat. During that time, I don't think there were too many restrictions on what you do or can't eat. But the point is that you get this nice 16-hour break from eating every single day. Mm-hmm. And from the little bit of stuff, Ray Cronus and I have done a tiny amount of work on modeling human metabolism and seeing how it works and seeing how the body responds in terms of its metabolism, how it responds to eating a meal. And it, just in the tiny amount of stuff we did, it was really clear that like, if you're eating every three hours, your body never gets into any real chance to start to do any fat burning. You're just constantly burning off the, the food you've eaten, or your body's responding, burning lots of carbohydrate in response to having just eaten a meal, and you don't ever get... So it's very easy to see how if you eat all day, which is interesting that that's kind of become the trendy thing, mm-hmm. um, how, how you would... Day, yeah. yeah how it would actually be hard to lose weight mm. because you just don't get, you don't get these, what seems like very natural as far as like our, you know, history evolution goes, these, these long breaks, these times where there is no food available. So if you're living in a situation, like if, if our body is evolved and used to those things, then it makes sense that now that there's never, as Ray says, winter never comes, there's never any break in eating. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even on a much smaller level, day to day to day, there's never a three hour break in putting something in your body. It's easy to see how, how people start to hang on to extra weight. So, so the goal is to do it every day to sixteen, like you know, have like a. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm sure there are there are cheat days or whatever where it's acceptable not mm-hmm. to, but I think the point is that you're you're just cramming your food into a smaller amount of hours, and it doesn't have to be ten to six. By the way, like I said, I want to reiterate, I don't I don't follow these blogs. I don't know anything about this really. I just <laughs> I just know the very basic premise. Uh-huh. So to someone who is into this, it's going to sound like I'm just bumbling along and not knowing what I'm talking about. Right, right, right. Um, very very basic premise, and and people adjust it. Some people do it. I think in like they fit all their food into ten hours mm-hmm. instead of eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe some people do even less than that. Mm-hmm. So that is something I'd be eager to try. The reason I don't is because my strategy for putting on weight when I want to do that is to not to try to eat more in a given meal because that's really uncomfortable, but just eat more often. So like if I get up at 7 o'clock and I am not particularly trying to do anything, a lot of days I'll go till 10 or 11 without eating because I'm just not hungry in the morning. So my strategy for putting on weight or keeping on weight is make sure as soon as I get up, I eat. Mm-hmm. So that's why like as attractive as the intermittent fasting thing is to me from a longevity perspective, I just can't do it because I, I just get too skinny. Right. So, but, but during the times that you do eat, there's no like calorie restriction as far as you understand it, right? I think if you're just doing intermittent fasting, Uh then no. 
I'm sure there are longevity programs or whatever that have that and another component mm-hmm. that talks about what food you do eat and maybe there's caloric restriction during that time. But uh, I don't think in the strictest sense that intermittent fasting is more than just you put your food into a certain window each day. So you think you should do that? Oh, I'll lose my five pounds? <laughs> I think it's quite likely you would. I think you would probably have a reduction in calories just as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Like, Of course, you're going to eat more food during that window maybe than you currently eat during that window mm-hmm. because you're making up for some small time. But I think just because of the way your stomach fills up and, you know, I think you end up would be consuming fewer calories even if you're eating more during that certain window. You know, that actually sounds really doable. It kind of does, doesn't it? Yeah. The thing is, there are I've heard different takes on things like does coffee count mm. in terms of your morning thing. Mm. Because some say like yes, that's, you know, even if it's very very few calories in that cup of black coffee, like 5 calories or something, uh you're still starting all these processes when you do that and as you're not really eating that pretty. Yeah. Right. But I've heard other people say that that's not true and that and that coffee's fine on their version of intermittent fasting. Maybe it's like paleo, where suddenly there's a billion books on it, and they all have different versions of the truth. And I assume water's fine. Too. Yeah, water's fine. I think it's. I think it's encouraged by. Yeah, so I think it's calories or anything that will. Yeah, actually, yeah, you know, I don't know what what is the dividing line between water and anything else besides calories. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know. Uh huh. Um. I mean, water doesn't get your taste buds. Like, I mean, I wonder if it's part of it is like trigger triggers your body. Something triggers your body to go into action. Right. I have no idea. So could you drink Coke Zero <laughs> if there's no calories in it? I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe. Just like throwing back Coke Zero. Maybe to invent a new diet yeah. plan. No meat athlete intermittent fasting plan. <laughs> Sponsored by Coke Zero. <laughs> um, you know, that sounds that sounds really good. And it sounds... Uh, the So my question would be like where... Like is it 16 hours? Is it 12 hours or 14 hours? Like where, did, where do you... Ha- what do you have to hit to make it effective? Right. Um, and like, could I start at 12 hours and do, you know, eight to eight and then eight to nine and eight to 10. Right. Um, you know, and just like slowly. Creep yeah. Up. I think obviously you can do that, right? Like everything else we talk about. I think if you were to get there gradually, you would start to, it would be more likely that you could stick with it rather than you just hating it at night. Cause you can't eat past mm-hmm. 6 PM from right. day one. Um, as far as like what is the most effective way to do it, I have no idea. I'm sure if you read these blogs, there's all different opinions about what's the best way to do it. But I don't like to read things. I like to get my all my information from you, Matt. <laughs> from me, who doesn't really know about it at all. Yeah. Um, just trust that what you're saying makes okay, sense. Okay, but here's well, here's something that I think would make sense. If you were to actually, you don't strike me as the calorie counting, food logging kind of guy. No. <laughs> but if you knew, let's say for the next three days, you count everything you eat and uh-huh. you get a picture of how many calories you are eating per day yep run very very basic run those numbers through basic formulas Mm -hmm. to determine how much you should be eating to lose a certain amount of weight in a certain amount of time Mm. and then try the intermittent fasting thing try that for a fairly long window of eating and keep taking note of how many calories are you eating when your window is 10 hours Mm -hmm. versus when it's only eight hours Mm mm-hmm and I think, although it would require a little bit of discipline in, in the week or two that you're doing these tests, you, you could pretty soon say, okay, well, then this is the plan for me because that's the one that gets me, you know, f- for the least amount of pain, gets right. me the calories that I want to be taking in. Hmm. Or, or just go with it, don't cut calories at all, and just, and just see what happens. See what happens. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I think I think that like eight to ten a.m., eight p.m. to ten a.m., which is fourteen hours, <laughs> right? Eight p.m. to ten a.m. Yeah, like that sounds like something I could just I could do with no problem. Maybe not on the weekends, like if I'm having a beer out or something, which I right. don't do very much anymore. But I, like, yeah, so I again, I don't have a good sense of this stuff. That strikes me as something that's easier than anyone's saying to do. Right. Like, okay. I think their okay. windows are smaller than that. Their their you can eat during this time windows are smaller yeah, yeah. than that. That makes sense. I think most that I have seen are done by six PM, maybe seven PM. And I think I've seen some that start more like eleven or noon. Okay. So you're cramming it into a small not to say you shouldn't just try it and see what happens. Uh-huh. I mean maybe that alone would, would change something. Maybe maybe that your midnight snack you'd stop having. <laughs> You have midnight snack every day, right, Doug? Every day. Get up, <laughs> midnight, set the thing. alarm. A couple of graham crackers. A couple of gra- <laughs> Make a vegan s'more. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no. Okay, so so what about... So I like that. I really like that idea. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do more research. I'm going to go home and not do any more nomad athlete work Good. for the rest of the day yep. and do Perfect. intermittent fasting research. Uh, not a bad idea. Um, I, would be, I would allow that. <laughs> And, and we'll consider it um, podcast prep for good. Yep. for a okay. future episode. Um, and so that that's good. I really like that. But what about like um, the more traditional way? You know, just kind of <laughs> <laughs> cutting back on on the amount of eating. I mean, like so. One thing I think that like a really obvious way for me to reduce the amount of calories I'm taking is to quit drinking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I do have a, a glass of beer or a cup of uh, a, I do have a beer or a glass of wine. Basically every night, sometimes mm-hmm. too. Um, not too every night, but... Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a way to get rid of, what, 150 calories plus each night uh-huh. if you wanted. That's hard, though. I mean, like that, right, I know. That, that and, and like, I don't want to give that up, really. <laughs> so I, I would sooner give up, and I'm not trying to be the oil-free preaching guy here, because uh-huh. I'm way more lax about that than I used to be. I, I understand it as a really good strategy now, and I... We really try to limit it at home, but we're not totally oil-free. Um, I, I would find it easier... To give up oil. To give up a tablespoon of oil, which is, I think, 130 calories itself, per day, than, you know... I'd rather drink a glass of wine than have that. But, so, I mean, like, if I'm if I'm just restricting by, like, 200 calories mm-hmm. a day... Right. Like, it's not very much. I'm not going to lose five pounds that way. Anyway. I think, what, 3,500 calories is equivalent to a pound? So, let's say you could lose one cut 175 calories per day then that means math time it's going to take you 20 days to lose a pound 20 days to lose a pound it's kind of a lot it's kind of a lot to lose five pounds would be 100 days right but but see anything that's not like a crash diet is going to take a little bit longer but I need to lose it now. I got a race <laughs> right. in two weeks. <laughs> a week. I got a race in eight I mean, days. okay, and there's also, we haven't talked about Joel Furman's Eat to Live plan. I mean, you just go on that and... Which is the... It's oil-free, uh-huh. pretty low in salt. He doesn't specify exactly what the cal- what the alcohol rule is. He says a couple glasses of wine a week is probably... You probably don't want to exceed that. Mm-hmm. He says if you're taking in caffeine, he thinks there's no real good way for your body to basically interpret its hunger signals correctly so he says he doesn't see how you can possibly have a healthy relationship with food if you're taking in caffeine because your signals are crossed so it's strict and and did i say no salt i think i did which yeah. makes the food less attractive in general to me and like so. no oil no salt and no caffeine 
Yeah. And I guess you could just take parts of it and pick the stuff you want out of it, but who knows? You, you obviously lose effectiveness each time you do that. Uh, but that's, I mean, that everyone loses weight when they do eat to live. Yeah. And it's real food. It's real healthy food. Like it is, you know, he's saying eat this way forever because it's the healthiest diet you can eat. Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is an unhealthy way to quickly lose weight. It's a really healthy way to pretty quickly lose weight. I think he says something like two to three pounds per week you would expect to lose with that. Yeah. Two to three pounds per week. I think that's what he says. That's a lot. It is a lot. And and you feel great because you're eating really good food. Mm-hmm. And you're cutting out alcohol and caffeine and salt <laughs> and oil. Right. <laughs> So, so why does salt just you retain water weight? What, what is salt? Uh... So, I don't. I think the salt is a health thing. He says it's linked to stomach cancer and high okay. blood pressure and all these other reasons, which it is. And and young people think they don't have to worry about it, but, but he says you eat this way when you're young, and then you have high blood pressure, blood pressure when you're younger. So even mm-hmm. though you don't have to worry about it now, eat salt and you will if you eat a lot. There are a lot of people who don't agree with that, um, but when Aaron. So I guess it was two summers ago now. She lost a whole bunch of weight. I think she lost 20, 25 pounds uh, doing Chef AJ's program, mm-hmm. which is all about caloric density, certainly no oil, um, no nuts and seeds, which I would not agree with doing for any long amount of time because they're such a valuable food for health and longevity. But if, if that's what it takes for you know a month or two to lose a bunch of weight, then maybe, maybe for some people that's the right choice. Mm-hmm. But... That diet itself also has no salt in it, Chef AJ's diet. And Erin, when she did it, ate no extra salt, no, no added sodium in the form of salt. Uh, and the reason is because that, again, kind of screws up the natural, the body's natural relationship with food. Like if we were just eating food in its unsalted form, it's not all that exciting. And we may eat 20% less just because it doesn't taste as good. Mm. So that's why it's not in there. It just, it just, changes, it just changes your... I see. Relationship to the food. Okay. To me, that's not the easiest way to lose weight. No. <laughs> that would be, I don't know. That that's a that's a big, that's a big thing to do, to, to get rid of your salt. Yeah, I don't want to do that. You could also, I mean, you could. I don't know how much oil you eat in a typical day, but a lot of people eat more than they think. And if you could cut two tablespoons of oil per day, you know, you're getting up close to 300 calories that are gone. I don't know if you eat three or two tablespoons a day, but if you did, that's a pretty good way to do it. Then now, if you're close to 300 calories a day, then it's close to every 10 to 12 days you lose a pound, assuming these equations hold. And, and they obviously don't, right? These things change according to a ton of factors. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's the the industry standard is 3,500 calories to a pound. Okay. So I think oil is another good one. I think, so I think that intermittent fasting. So intermittent fasting, no oil. Well, I'm I'm just playing with my options here, of, maybe okay. of, of how to right. how to do my approach. I'm not saying that I'm gonna do all of them. Well, I here's think... okay, but here's another thing to add: the intermittent fasting thing. If you're cutting it off at eight o'clock, you might be halving your number of your amount of alcohol you're taking in. Right. Yeah. Some nights you won't have a drink at all. Right. So that's a good point. So these things could all work together in concert. Mm-hmm. 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 I like it. Well, you know you don't need to exercise anymore, right? You don't play any of that. Don't, no exercise, no. No, <laughs> no I mean, so, so exercise is one of those things that, like, I'm not going to increase the amount of, you know, I'm already yeah, running quite already a bit. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to increase the amount of exercise that I want to do. I don't think that that's sustainable long term. So, nor is it a good way to lose weight, exercise. It, nor is it an efficient way to lose weight. Compared to 
diet changes. Right. Yes. Uh, and I think we disagree a little bit whether it's an important part of if 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 you <laughs> really want to lose weight, if you're like way healthy or way heavier than you want to be. But, right. Uh, well, yeah, we do disagree on that. But um, but I think we agree that it's definitely not the most efficient way to lose weight. Right. And that it's a healthy long-term thing for everyone, even those who don't need to lose weight. Right. But, okay, good. Anyway, so, so exercise is kind of out. So there's, uh, yeah, so there's caloric... Uh, density density yep so you could also do that you could limit things like nuts and seeds uh-huh you stop putting that stuff in your smoothie or whatever yep which again is maybe not good long term see that's the thing everything else we've said i could be like that's also a good long-term thing right mm-hmm. as far as reducing alcohol reducing oil mm-hmm. intermittent fasting once we say cut nuts and seeds then we're kind of getting into crash diet territory for me right and not everyone because like esselstyn and that group they're you know, pretty anti nuts and seeds, especially for heart disease people, but but somewhat for everyone, even I think. Um, but someone like Furman, Eat to Live, he's all about nuts and seeds. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I don't really like that one unless you had a lot of weight to lose and it was a problem and you you know you needed to lose twenty pounds or forty pounds and make a change in your life. And that's not what you're doing here. No. So I would keep that stuff in. But Avocado what? is another example. People cut yeah. that out, and I you know that's just too good of a food to to cut out for long. All right. Too tasty, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really makes a meal. Um, what about like snacks? I mean, I'm a snacker. I wonder, I wonder if I cut out snacks if I just quit snacking. If you weren't gonna do the the intermittent fasting thing, uh-huh. so if you didn't have this built-in long break from eating, longer than just the, the amount of time you're sleeping, right? Then I would say that might be something to consider because maybe then you can put some four-hour gaps into your diet and give your body maybe your body takes two three hours after a meal to shift back into fat burning mode uh-huh. uh but at least if you got rid of those snacks then you actually would you know have a couple hours of fat burning mode before you for your next meal right so i would say then if you're doing the intermittent fasting thing i would not worry about that because then it's just gonna that's gonna be too much yeah i'm just gonna be hungry all the time yeah, and and your meals would would be you just be gorging yourself on your three meals crammed in that eight hour time or your two meals or whatever it would be, uh-huh. since there's no snacks in between them. Yeah. So all right, so I have I have a kind of an important question, but first I think we should pause to thank our sponsors. Okay. This episode of No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Health IQ, the life insurance company that advocates for vegan and health conscious lifestyles. All right, Matt, if you were to give just one reason why you're vegan, why you went vegan, what would it be? Doug, I'm going to give you two reasons. I went vegan for the animals before I knew anything about the health benefits. And then I learned about all those, so I've added that. That is now my second reason for being vegan. I do not count the environment as one of my reasons for being vegan. And you also are not good at following directions. (laughs) I just asked for one. But that's pretty good. So So how about why did you start running? I started running because I signed up for a marathon. And hmm. I said, I want to do something crazy. So uh, running for me has been the outlet for, uh, for going after big, crazy goals. I like that. You know, my, my answers are similar, but slightly different. And you know what? It doesn't matter. All that matters is that we're eating well and we're moving our bodies. And Health IQ thinks the same thing. Health IQ is a life insurance broker who understands the benefits of a healthy lifestyle and rewards us for a lower risk of cancer, heart disease, and early death. And they unapologetically advocate directly for health-conscious people to receive financial rewards when it comes to life insurance. 
Head over to healthiq.com slash no meat, one word, to learn more on all sorts of ways you can save money on life insurance. That's healthiq.com slash no meat. All right, let's get back to the show. Before your important question, Doug, I have a funny thing on this topic. Oh, let's hear it. So we've been getting some good press on our new book, The No Meat Athlete Cookbook, our secondary sponsor for this episode. (laughs) Nomeatathlete.com slash cookbook. Uh Comes out May 16th, which is only two weeks from the day we're recording this. Awesome. Um, So in the dojo where I take martial arts and where my kids both now take martial arts, uh, my friend texted me the other day a picture of the Veggie News magazine they have there. And there's a, I'm flattered that they would put our book in their like, well, I don't know what it's called, buzz something, 10 things we're excited to eat, read, do or something. And so they put all these things that are happening during the month of May and on the 16th is our book. They put a picture. The text for it says, want a physique like Matt Fraser's? Question mark. This comes out the 16th. <laughs> 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 the first I oh, so that's I, first of all I couldn't read this text on my phone I had to forward it to my wife because I, my phone is this dinosaur thing that doesn't the screen's far too small to read text like that but I sent it to my wife the first thing she said was not well yeah you do have a good physique <laughs> she said oh they must think that picture on the cover is you yeah which which is a nice I mean the, the guy looks fit I'm looking at the cover now but it's not like it's some... No, he has a normal-looking physique. Yeah. A physique that I've had in my life. Yeah. <laughs> right now, I'm skinnier than that. But it's funny. Like, if I if I saw that and I was, like, looking at the book, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I kind of want a physique like that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just... It That's was weird. Funny. That's so funny. it was funny to me that my wife didn't say, like, well, that makes sense. She said, oh, they must have, been, they must have made this mistake. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. That, if they saw There's no you, way anybody yeah. would want a physique like Matt Frazier. <laughs> That's uh, really so... I, I'm, I'm flattered that they put that. I I don't think they're actually, you know, I don't think they know my physique. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I don't think they would say that. Like, I just, I don't know. I thought it was quite funny. I, but it made me feel like, man, I got to be more serious about hitting the gym and stuff. Like, I, I don't want to be a bad representation. I don't want anyone to look at that diet and say, or the book and say, well, he's too skinny. I'm not buying that book. Mm-hmm. Or he's too skinny. I'm not going to be vegan. Right. right, so I don't, I don't do that. So that that was a little lit a little bit of a fire under me and say I gotta just, I gotta focus on eating more food and I gotta get to the gym. There you go. Not, so not has just it has it lit and, lit your fire enough for you to actually go to the gym? Well, it was only yesterday that I found out about. Oh, okay, it. lit my fire enough to start thinking about it. That's good. That's the first step. I went to martial arts. I'm, well, I'm doing some resistance training in martial arts. I'm impressed that your dojo is that what's called. Mm-hmm. Your dojo has a vegetables magazine in it. Yeah, I know. I I think they may have done that for us. I don't know. <laughs> really? I, th- I think so. I mean, three of us are paying them $150 a month or something for our lessons. Uh-huh. So they should. Who's the third? Ellery. Oh, Ellery does it too. Yeah. Right. I forgot about that. Um, does it, uh, so there's no diet uh, portion to the martial arts philosophy that you're studying, is there? Not that I know of, but I think there probably is on some level. It's from Japan, right? And and Japanese things are often influenced by Zen and that stuff. And I think that stuff is closely tied to not veganism, but but a nearly vegetarian diet or one that maybe has fish or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. On the topic of veggie news, we were just we were we were honored, Doug, to be mentioned together. In uh, my well, name wasn't in no, there. but neither was mine. But no, yeah, right, right. radio was yep. there, and that's uh-huh. us. 
Absolutely. Uh, we were there alongside Rich Roll, Robert Cheek, Brendan Brazier, Michael uh-huh. Risk, and it was like five spring resources for vegan athletes, and we were there. I know. It was good. I was excited about that. <laughs> Except that they said we don't talk about anything. <laughs> they, said some, they said sometimes our episodes are more informative than others, <laughs> which which I got to say is pretty truthful. <laughs> it's but, kind of funny that that made it into the article. But, right? like, even the most like Spring Resources articles wouldn't mention like the downside. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what are you gonna do? Oh man! Well, now now they're never gonna highlight you again because you kind of poked fun at two of their articles. I, I said I was flattered and honored, and I hope they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not poking fun at all. I'm poking, poking fun at us. Poking oh, yeah. fun at my physique and our talking about nothing on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if uh, if they like had the list from a couple of months ago, and then they're like, you know, <laughs> their episodes are kind of getting less. And they just <laughs> <laughs> We should warn our readers. Though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Back to weight loss topic. Uh, my question. Yes. So how... All right. So, you know, I think we both agree that marathon training, you don't... The, the marathon training and weight loss uh, goals don't necessarily go hand in hand. That if, you, right. if your goal is to lose weight, then it's probably not the ideal time to train for a marathon. I would say so. Um, how... So for me who is, uh, you know, not training to PR or anything and, and it's kind of, you know, for the foreseeable future, I will be consistently running and racing. Um, how will changing my diet, even in a minor way to lose that extra five pounds, do, do I need to consider how that affects my training? I think that is a good question and we are considering it now. So, <laughs> yeah. So yes. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so here's what I would say. Typically, when I give that advice, when I say don't try to train for a marathon and lose weight at the same time, that is really in the context of don't try to train for your first marathon. Your first marathon. Because a lot of people, I think, have that idea. They say, if or I... Or a PR. Yeah, or a PR. But there's this idea, like, if I could train for a marathon, then surely I would reach my goal weight because I'm running that much. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that maybe that running isn't just the best way to lose weight anyway. It's more of a food thing, and the marathon training, of course, changes your, your food situation so you probably want to eat a lot of calories so that you can properly recover and that's not the same as as dieting Mm -hmm. you know all that of course so (laughs) i mean first of all i think like you're not training for first marathon so your body's not undergoing this crazy stress that you're not used to Mm -hmm. that you need all the calories you can possibly get to handle that right so that's why i think it's not such a big deal for you also if you're actually losing weight and if it's actually working and you lose five pounds, then then your running will be somewhat easier as a result, slightly easier. So maybe your caloric needs aren't quite the same. Mm-hmm. Not a drastic change from five-pound weight loss. But um, I guess the important thing would be that, like, you don't want to deprive your body of nutrients. So if you're cutting out kind of calories that aren't doing much for you, like if it's coming from that extra beer you're not having, Mm-hmm. or I would even argue the oil, which, I mean, certainly there's a few benefits to the oil that it's giving you, but th- that's not your most micronutrient-dense calories. Right. The stuff with all the vitamins and minerals, like, you're still taking that in. Right. And maybe, rel- like, let's say you cut oil and cut alcohol, so, like, relative to that, your amount of micronutrient intake actually is going up. Right. Uh, and maybe you were, maybe you'd be even eating more vegetables and fruits than you otherwise had been, maybe some nuts and seeds as well. You're eating more of that, but less of the stuff that isn't as useful, and your body's getting everything it needs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think I think 
thinking of it in that way in terms of micronutrients and not so much in terms of calories right. is probably the way to think about it. Some people would disagree, of course, in the more traditional approaches to training and fitness. You know, they're mm-hmm. based on macronutrients and balancing the protein, carb, fat thing. Right. Uh, but I, I think you probably would not be affected. I guess my, my one concern, if we if I went the fasting route, is uh, you know I do most of my runs in, in the morning, kind of right after, soon after waking up. Mm-hmm. And if I was fasting until 10 a.m. or 11 or something like that, right? You know, to to have gone that long without eating before the run, and also to not refuel right after the run for to aid recovery and speed up recovery, I I would worry about that. Yeah, I think you would be right to be concerned about that. Mm-hmm. That that post workout, as you know, that post workout window thing has kind of been questioned like whether that actually is that important mm. um but i think that would be something to pay attention to for sure yeah and, but i mean you don't know until you do it like i'm not saying like and i don't think you are either saying like well that's a deal breaker i can't do this right but i think it'd just be something you would keep an eye on and mm-hmm. keep note note not not just of calories if you were doing that but like note of the running stuff mm-hmm. and if you had any way of measuring did your performance fall off by 10 percent because you stopped eating around workouts right you know that that would be a red flag definitely it would be a pretty big red flag yeah well this is good this is uh this is helpful this got me thinking this got me some ideas flowing and um good i'm gonna i like it i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna go after it i'm gonna well i think so i think like i said at the beginning one of the reasons it's nice to talk about a five pound weight loss is that we can do it while talking about strategies that i think make sense aren't that hard to do like mm-hmm. none of these things is like oh my god my whole life would be upside down if i right. if i couldn't eat after 8 p.m mm-hmm. uh and these are healthy strategies right like i think when, when we start talking about how to lose 40 pounds like ray cronice does with his people like his stuff is all about he he's working on new stuff now which is really exciting and i can't wait to have him on to talk about it uh but you know it's like eat only potatoes for this x amount of time and i'm not being fair because this is not I don't know the specifics of his plan, but he's talked to me about that before in research mm-hmm. he's done with people where he puts them on strictly potato diet for mm-hmm. some amount of weeks and they lose weight. Right. Like clockwork. You just have, you have to. Uh, but that's not sustainable and he knows that. And then, and then his program becomes about teaching people to do it in a sustainable way and yeah. start to in- incorporate all these foods that are sustainable. But like when it's just five pounds, maybe even 10 pounds, or when you've got the luxury of like, you don't need to lose it right now, mm-hmm. although you, you have this race coming up in two weeks. <laughs> although i mean to be fair I'm, I'm probably not going to try too aggressively to lose five pounds of takes right but but so when when you either have a while to reach the, reach the goal or you don't have that much weight to lose so basically when your pounds per week that you need to lose isn't all that high we can talk about strategies that i think maybe some of these are controversial quote unquote you know re- reducing oil intermittent fasting but none of these things are like crazy dangerous strategies like mm-hmm. these are sustainable things and i don't yeah. feel i'm always hesitant to do weight loss stuff because i don't like giving that advice that that is like about massive restriction of calories or whatever mm-hmm. but this stuff is like these are probably all really healthy things in the long term too right so i feel good about the advice we've we've given for you all right well good well um well, i'm gonna get started okay. i'm gonna figure out i'm gonna make a plan you're gonna weigh yourself so the next episode we can yep have i'm gonna a- weigh myself today and uh, and we'll we'll report back. And we'll put up a meter thing under each podcast yeah, a episode. Thermostat thing that yes. explodes. <laughs> <in it. laughs> and we'll ask people to donate money for it. Yeah, yep. And we'll also have a meter that goes out every time people donate. Uh huh. And then I don't know what we'll do with that money, but we'll we'll find something good to do with it. Uh, 
don't know. We'll do something. What's fun. there not to do with money? We'll go to we'll go to the casino. There we go. <laughs> Seems like it would make sense. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not going to actually raise money. No, <laughs> that of was a joke. <laughs> You're getting a phone call. You're going to answer it on the. I was getting a phone call from co- co-author Stephanie Romine. Oh. We have a we have a call about the book. Are you gonna? Not gonna answer it on the, on on the air. Okay. All right, let's wrap it up, Doug. Let's do it. Increasingly, I find myself wanting to say before this goes any further off the rails, because <laughs> it seems like that's what's happening recently. Uh, but who knows? Hopefully, the people like it. And I hope that Veg News doesn't write a retraction next month. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they don't. I mean, I, I don't. I, I, of course, we appreciate the coverage. Like yeah, said, I'm making fun of us, not them. You know, I think we say this a lot. Um, we ask for feedback, and we hardly ever get it. I would really like to know, though, if people like these more casual episodes that we are playing around with, or whether they would rather us go back to kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do. We have some stuff. interviews kind of in the pipeline, mm-hmm. starting to think about. We're thinking maybe every other maybe we'll alternate back and forth between serious topics and a little bit more free flowing mm-hmm. topics. Mm-hmm. A little something for everyone. You can listen to only the episodes you types that you like. <laughs> Who knows? All right. All right. Good. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. We will catch you next week.